boys, my anniversary was a few days ago. All right? So yeah. this comes from a very loving place. When's the last time you just kind of glanced over or looked at your wife or fiance and were just like, man, I got super lucky. Last time they did something. And I'll go, I'll go so you guys can think about this. But like, my wife introduced me to a show that came out in 2004, The OC, right? <laughs> and I knew the show existed, but I always was like, this Misha Barton chick, I don't find her to be cute. Like, she's supposed to be the heartthrob in this show. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not into that. So like, no. If somebody would have told me that she was a complete hot mess and crazy in this show, I would have been obsessed with that show in college. But no. No one told me that, and I'm mad at all my friends, but I know that I married the right woman because the OC is everything. And she was right when she told me, you're going to love it. She was right. And I was like, I don't know how I got so lucky, but I married the right person. So like, when's the last time you just looked at your person and were like, dang, yep, right one. I got to be honest with you. I feel like it happens like daily. Uh, because as, as an adult and as a parent, um, my wife understands things at a level that I don't know I'll ever get to, but I am so damn appreciative that she does. And I feel like she's my guide, like to figuring out life as an adult, um, so, yeah, she impresses me pretty much daily. She's your guidance counselor for life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a standing meeting every Session. day. Yeah. <laughs> um fascinating question. Yes, every day. Every morning. Um but it, specifically, actually not that long ago, uh, naturally the wedding planning brings out uh, a lot of those emotions and sometimes the other, but we were just going over the list of things that we have to do and we're going to have to do over the course of the next few months on our kind of agenda, our checklist of of wedding planning items, right? And we're kind of going through our little book and our checklist and just kind of laughing at some of the things we have to do and making jokes of them because that's what we do best. And, you know, one that I came across was like coming up with table numbers or table names and how you're going to sit everybody. And she's like, oh, I already know how, how we're going to, do our tables. I was like, well, I assume we're not going to do numbers because that's not, we're not those type of people. She's like, no, they're going to be concerts we've been to. Boom. Right there. That's it. I mean, there was never a doubt, but there's just nice little uh, reminder that, yeah, yeah, I got lucky. She's the one. This is all right. This feels good. Yeah. It's just those moments that just remind you. You just look over and you're just like, wow. Yep. The universe was working here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But Chris, what's the last thing that uh, Katie guided you on that you were like, holy crap, this is. It, well, it's daily. She knows everything about like how with the stuff you're supposed to do with a child, like <laughs> like when they make their developmental leaps, how you're supposed to react to it, what you're supposed to do, like if the baby is having uh uh, a fit why that might be happening she logs everything about uh, our, our child like to the to the deepest of details um 
Wow. And that's just like the parenting side of it. Like it's pretty much just everything. Yeah. Like, like how to get dressed I married up. I'm not I'm not sure that she married up, but I married up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel a lot of the time too. I'm like yeah. mm. I don't, I'm not going to let you know that like you married down, but like you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You don't want to let them know. Like, no, if they're going to figure that out, let them figure it out on their own time, you know, but don't, don't bring it to her attention. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully she, she'll figure it out when she's like 60 and then it's like, all right, well, I guess we're just going to die together at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, a little too late to rethink that one. Yeah, don't need her to find out in the next like 10 years or something. No. <laughs> then then I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, boys, let's get into it. Uh, today, we're talking a lot of sports on the Brunch Breakdown, a lot. Uh, and we got a lot to get to because there's so many things. I felt like sports topics just kept coming up. We're going to be talking about the NHL all of a sudden putting ads on everything uh, and how everyone feels about that. March Madness is going to be in Indiana. The NFL playoffs start this week, and we've been wanting to talk about announcers and play-by-play guys for a long time, and we're going to do that today, and somehow DJ Khaled is involved, so we're going to do that. Uh, college football playoff with a lot of feelings about that, but let's get things started, boys, with Bruise Day, and I don't know about you guys, but I need one. So, Chris, get it started. Be quick, because I need to crack this up. Yeah, this is going to be quick, actually. So this is perfect. Um, I am currently too afraid to go outside. So I haven't done a beer pickup in a really long time, but I have some leftover uh, bane of existence from one of my favorite breweries, Hitchhiker Brewing, um, that I'm going to enjoy tonight. Uh, But yeah, I don't know when the next time I'm going out in public is going to be. So we may have some repeats here. Because I don't know if you guys have checked social media, but the numbers just keep going up and that makes me keep staying inside. So Bane today for the bruise day. Oh boy, can I can re- I can relate to that. LA is the ground zero of COVID. So I don't know. It doesn't take much of a Google search to see what's going on. So yeah, I feel you, Chris. I am terrified to go outside. Uh <laughs> Well, I am going to go with, because the same thing with Chris, I am afraid to go outside. So I got one of my favorites that's always in the fridge. We got 21st Amendment uh, Blood Orange IPA. Talked about a couple weeks ago. I just love it. And I mean, it's great. And it's always in my fridge. That's why I've got it. Because I'm afraid to go outside. So 2021, getting off to a good start. (laughs) I like it, boys. I like it. Uh, I, too, haven't been out for a beer pickup in a long time. And... Fortunately, I don't have to, even if I wanted to, because I had the, what, 200 plus craft beers sitting in the the garage fridge. So it may have seemed like a problem. Now it's wonderful that I can still introduce new beers that I haven't cracked into yet because of the wonderful inventory that I have down there. So something new uh, to add to do from a new brewery that I haven't highlighted on here yet, either from uh, another local Pittsburgh brewery, Brew Gentleman. it, their stuff is fantastic. And what I have here today is their uh, White Sky, which is uh, an American wheat brewed with uh, chai spices. So you like type of chai tea type of spices. They brew it with the beer. It might sound weird, but it's actually uh, super delightful. Shouts out to uh, our friend Tyler. Again, hooking me up uh, with this one a little ways back. He, the Brew Gentleman's one of uh, his favorite breweries uh, in Pittsburgh. And so he was able to hook me up with, with the white sky. Um, and for people, you think of wheat beers, some people don't like them. Uh, my fiance isn't a huge fan of wheat beers, 
But this is, it's kind of light on the wheat side. Uh, it's clean. It's crisp. You kind of get those chai spices. It's not overwhelming, uh, just subtle and light. So this is a nice, crisp, uh, easily drinkable beer. Um, you know, we went through the holidays and all the heavy eating and it's, we're still in the middle of stout season and all that. But, you know, this is a five, six, uh, that comes in this beautifully sleek 12 ounce can, uh, as well. So white sky from brew gentlemen is what I have to cheers with you boys here today. Nice. Well, happy brews day, gentlemen. Boys. Happy brews day. Happy brews day. Cheers. Happy brews day. And, uh, there's going to be like a crazy mega brews day post that's coming this week. <laughs> Where we basically the whole post is going to be shouting out beers because it is completely my fault that this post has not happened. So <laughs> going to happen. And another thing is my fault is uh, I didn't throw it to Dan to tell us where he can find where we can find the brunch breakdown. So let everybody know. That's right. Can't forget that you can find the brunch breakdown anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, released every Wednesday morning for your listening pleasure. So find us there, hit subscribe, hit that subscribe button, make sure that those episodes come to you each and every week as they get released so you're not digging for those episode links. Uh, you can also find the full video episodes. We've got a lot of visuals uh, every each and every single week, which are a beautiful supplement to the program uh, if you haven't checked those out yet. Uh, so the full videos are up on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. Those also get released on Wednesdays as well. Check those out there. Uh, and of course, you can find us everywhere on social media. We are at Brunch Breakdown. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us there. We follow you back. Nice. Well, let's get into a bunch of various topics that we have on our mind and get them off our chest right now. And I'll get mine off right now, guys. Um, Apple, I need you guys to listen. Apple, I need you to make your iPads iPhones more child proof. Here's why. <laughs> because it is impossible to FaceTime with a toddler. Impossible to do it because they just want to touch the buttons. And when they touch the buttons, they hang up the call. When you hand them the phone, they hang up the call. It's not their fault. It's your fault, Apple. That's what it is. Also, another thing, okay? Because your kid will just take your phone and just walk around with it, right? They just run around with it. They shouldn't be able to do anything. But no, you guys have your little control center where you can swipe <laughs> down and you can't take any of that stuff off. So they can play music anytime they want. And a lot of the time, we play uh, music that comes off like the Disney Junior soundtrack. So like uh, Puppy Dog Pals, which you guys don't know about. Good track. But I'm letting you know. <laughs> Puppy Dog Pals will probably be on what we're listening to because P-P. that is something that I've played <laughs> nonstop because my daughter takes my wife's phone and just presses play on it and it plays the song over and over again. And it's like a 30 second so- long song. So just oh. over and over and over again. And she runs around the house doing that. And this is Apple's fault. So Apple, I need you to seriously take in account kids when you're thinking of these devices because they grab them they hang up on people and they grab them and they just play music over and over and over again my god (laughs) (laughs) that makes a ton of sense like think about it they have airplane mode but you're in an airplane far less often than you are probably around children or toddlers yes but like man there needs to be kid proof mode yeah, it's going to be toddler mode. Yeah, you just it's just active all the time. It's just or you can turn it off at night 
but you need verification on every single thing you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's impossible. Like we bought the Facebook portal because we like doing the like FaceTiming with my family and friends and whatnot just doesn't work with my with the with my daughter. It just does not work with her. She takes the phone, she hangs up on people. And I'm telling you, this is a problem. I'm not the only one. I can't be the only one. So had to get that off my chest. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, thanks for sharing that, uh, Didi. That's why I can't wait for Puppy Dog Pals to hit the playlist in a couple of weeks. Um, really looking forward to that. Uh, for get it off your chest this week, I'll start by asking e- either of you, both you boys a question, and I honestly don't know the answer to this. Have you both ever done a dryuary where you do not drink in the month of January? Yes. Uh, no, I've never done that, but I know people <laughs> do it. No, I'm okay. I know people do it. Chris, I didn't know that you had done this. Um, Here's my advice to people this year. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. For the very reason that we just went over in uh, in our Bruce Day segment, we're all stuck inside. And if you think taking the one maybe pleasure or vice that you have, aside from puppy dog pals and music, away is a good idea, for one of the longer months of the year, might I add, don't do it. This is the year to don't, don't do dry, dryuary. This year, New Year's resolutions, everybody's all for that. We'll get to dryuary or whatever it is later in the year. Okay, do yourself a favor. Uh, we're in the middle of a great alcohol time right now. There's great liquor and wine and stouts. There has never been a better time to be alcohol than right now. Okay. I have a new t-shirt idea. It's a, <laughs> it's a great alcohol time. It's a great alcohol time. It is. Um, and we're in the midst of all these different things. We're going to go over all these sporting events going on today where we've got the college football playoffs. We've got the NFL playoffs. The real, real rumble is coming up at the end of the year. And you're not going to be able to do that with people. At least be able to have a bud. And I don't literally mean a bud. Don't drink that. But a bud of beer or alcohol, whatever you need. You need you need that right now. We're stuck inside. And even if we could go outside, it's freezing. So don't. Mm-hmm. Um so we need to change dryuary just for this year. And I started to think of some other months that might be better. And I'm curious if you, if you guys have um, any input on this. Naturally, the first one that comes to mind is February because it's the shortest month of the year. So take advantage of it. You do have the Super Bowl in February. So if you're okay, not drinking on Super Bowl Sunday, even if you're you know at home alone with your significant other, with your roommate, whatever, if you're okay with that, make it February. But I think maybe April is the month that you do dry. Okay, typically Easter often falls in April, and Easter really isn't a drinking holiday, right? Uh, any of the other religious holidays, sometimes they are. Christmas can tend to be, in, uh, you know, people kind of party and drink on Christmas, Christmas Eve. But you don't really see people getting busted up over their Easter ham or whatever. It's just not a thing that people do. Uh, you're in between, you're kind of going that springtime. So it's not summer yet. So you're not in the warm days of summer where you want to be outside having Pacific coast. Cause once you hit summer, forget it. Summer's not even in contention for dry you, whatever. So I think everybody does, does themselves a favor. Things are going to be getting better by the time April rolls around. Even if you can go out, just be happy that you're out. You don't have to drink alcohol. Do that in April. Don't do it in January. Um, uh, do yourself a favor, ladies and gentlemen, take a little 
breather on that uh, for the beginning of 2021 and and shift your focus and and enjoy a great time to be alcohol right now. <laughs> That's what I got. I had to get that off my chest. It's a great time to be alcohol. That's beautiful. <laughs> so I'm thinking about Easter, like if you gave up alcohol for Lent, then you're probably going to want to have it at Easter, but maybe you just do it for, and not everybody obviously celebrates, but right. Maybe Lent is an opportunity to do it 40 days. So, you know, you push it back, but you add some, some time on it. Yeah. Um, I did last January. So a year, uh, a year ago. And, um, I, it, I just had like a disgusting amount of alcohol over the holidays and it was just time, man. It was just time to do it. And I actually took it all the way to my birthday. So I did all the way to the middle of March and um, uh, it was good for me. But yeah, I mean, it can't say that it was the easiest thing. And then unfortunately, once I was like back to drinking, uh, the world shut down. Yeah, so. right. See, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was not great. good timing. <laughs> yeah, part you weren't aware. If you would have changed it, you, if you'd have known that, you would have changed it up a bit, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. what I mean. Like, we're going to be able to go back out to these places at some point this year. And I think we'll just be happy that we're out where it's not like, I got to have alcohol with my friends. It's like, no, have alcohol now when you're stuck inside and just have a couple of appetizers, some bagel bites with friends later. <laughs> so what is a good month to do this? Like, yeah, I, I, that's why I think it's April. That's why I think it's, it, it's, if you can not drink during the Super Bowl in February, cause it's a short month, but you're, we're still going to be stuck inside. Maybe in future years, you can keep it January, but for this year, it's got to change. That's why I think it's April where the season's changing a little bit. You've got Easter in there, you know, I don't know, because like, because like I mentioned, summertime, forget it. You should enjoy summertime drinking. You really should. And then, uh, October, you're rolling out Halloween, November, you're rolling out Thanksgiving and December, we're back into the holidays again. Don't do it then. I don't know. Any other suggestions? So Easter is on the 4th of April this year. I just looked it up because it's that's a floating Early, yeah, date. That's movable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go th- generally with right after St. Patrick's Day and then until Easter. It kind of aligns with Lent. It kind of aligns mm-hmm. with the Easter holiday because you don't want to not celebrate St. Patty's Day. But after St. Patty's Day, you're probably you probably don't need alcohol for a little while. And so maybe there's a window there for you. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to go by the calendar schedule. Maybe you do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it's weird how like there's a holiday either at the beginning or the end of every month. Yeah. It's, and you gotta, you gotta take into consideration sports March. You gonna watch March madness yeah. and not have a beer. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. That's tough. So yeah. that's why I thought, April with Easter not being like a holiday that you traditionally get down for that maybe, uh, and with Easter falling in April this year, that maybe for this year, that's the better month. Because I was thinking October, but then literally the last day of October is Halloween. That's how it gets. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So it's like if you were not doing anything for Halloween, you could, October is the perfect month because nothing happens in October. Like October is right just waiting for Halloween to get here. And then, you know, the holiday stretch, but like, huh? Man. I couldn't, I couldn't do September through December. Cause football's on TV. I just couldn't do yeah. any of those months. Yeah. 
And in a normal a normal year, you're tailgating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, that's a whole thing. So man, alcohol brands, they really know. They really know <laughs> what they're doing. I'll tell you that. They really know what they're doing. Because every month, I'm sitting here thinking every month, but I don't know. Maybe that says more about me than it does everybody else. There's <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> an excuse to drink all the time. <laughs> all right, Chris, get it off your chest. Yeah, so this will lead us into all the sports stuff we have to talk about today. But guys, I just generally, uh, I hate the college football playoff as it is currently structured. Um, and it kind of came to life at... I, once they announced the four teams that were going to be in the college football playoff, which was Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame, um, I kind of, I kind of knew what to expect. Uh, Ohio State won, which I, I didn't expect, but Notre Dame got blown out. And then, like in one of the other games, uh, you know, those the the what are they called? The group of five teams. So the teams that aren't in big conferences that get to go directly into the playoffs. Um, you had like Cincinnati who was undefeated and then they, they were leading Georgia all the way down to the wire and they almost beat them. Um, and you have teams that aren't in those big conferences that had really good seasons, but there's no chance that they get a shot. And I'm stuck sitting here watching the same four five, six teams every year that get in it. And, uh, it's just not as interesting to me as I thought it would be when they originally announced the college football playoff. And looking back, I probably should have known that like a 14 playoff is only going to serve the needs of the blue bloods, the teams that bring the most money into the sport. Like that's how it works. But, um, I would really love to see the whole thing get, realigned. Um, I I know the argument that like, so I wanted to expand and a lot of people say, well, if you wanted to expand from like four to six or four to eight, then two years later, you're just going to want it to expand even farther. Um, but here's my idea. And this isn't unique to me. A lot of people have said this, you have five power conferences, make the conference championships mean something again. And if you win your conference title game, you go into the playoff. That's five teams. You have three other teams that are considered at larges, and you then you could have a team like Cincinnati, who's nine and zero or ten and zero, and almost beat Georgia. Go in there and potentially shake things up, like we've seen teams like Boise State do in the past. Uh, I would just, for entertainment purposes, I would love to see them change it because, like, it's a it's Ohio State and Alabama and Clemson every year. It seems like for the national championship, and it's just not it's not interesting to me and uh i would love to see it get changed well that goes into it let's get into some college football playoff thoughts here uh dude i think there should only be three teams i think that's the problem there should only be three teams it should be the number one team gets the bye just doesn't have to play and then the two and three teams play because that was the problem with the bcs to begin with was just that like you didn't have the plus one game Because I think we're all, I don't know, maybe you don't agree, but like, I think that there's only usually two teams that are worth playing for a national championship in most years. And then sometimes there's three, there's never four. So then you get the whole Notre Dame thing, which is like, okay, thanks for showing up, Notre Dame. So Alabama could basically get a bye and like, what ended up being an extremely boring game. But like, I just think there should just be three teams. We just need that plus one game. So 
a team like 2004 Auburn doesn't get shut out or just like somebody who maybe lost a close game at some point early in the season doesn't get shut out of the national championship picture. But like, I just think there should be three teams. That's interesting because now that I'm kind of thinking back on or the playoff hasn't been around all that long, feels like one of the f- two first round games is always a blowout. There's always one that's just not close. They're never, both of them are close. Maybe there's probably a year that I'm forgetting, but just off the top of my head. Yeah. Usually one of them, usually Alabama's blowing out somebody right in the first game is usually how it goes. Um, but you know, to Chris's point, I never thought we would have had the conversation, which I heard this year of people like wanting to bring back the BCS for that very reason. I, I never thought I would have heard that in my entire life. And I still don't think that's a good idea. Uh, cause the, those computers, though they, they gave us the Boise States and things like that. They still, you know, there were so many details of not respecting those, those teams as well. That's, but that's the problem with human beings. Right. And especially when money is at stake and they want to see those, those big names in there and those, uh, other guys never really get a chance. Uh, so I think it's kind of, this was a year where it kind of got to the breaking point where I think we're not that far away from this thing expanding to six or eight. Uh, and I just hope it doesn't have a domino effect. Like you mentioned, Chris, where in years, then then you'll just be arguing over the ninth team, which is true. But I think we have a little bit more perspective at that point. And then Didi's point gets shed even a little bit more to light where those teams ranked four through eight don't end up winning this thing ever anyways. And so then there's no need to expand it. So I don't know what the long-term plan is, but I agree seeing the same teams in it year after year is frustrating, but based on how it's set up right now, it's going to take a lot of shakeup to, to change things up and make this thing a little bit more exciting. But I think in the end, the cream rises to the top uh, and you get your, a realistic champion. That's the best team. Yeah, like this year, I, I don't think the two best teams are not in the title game. Like, I think Alabama and Ohio State are probably the two best teams in the country. Oh, I'll um, say something about that later, but go on. Yeah, I mean, it's in a in the weirdest season of college football ever. <laughs> um, but like, so I, I don't disagree with that. But like, from the, the entertainment standpoint, like when you go into the... NCAA tournament, like the March Madness tournament, there's 64 teams. And realistically, what percentage of those teams have a a realistic chance of winning the national championship? It's very low. You will occasionally see like a Butler get into the final four or like a George Washington, and they can get that far. And that makes it really, really entertaining because they upset a couple teams along the way. And like, I think that would be so entertaining to see, like maybe you get Cincinnati in there this year or like UCF in past years, like UCF, that one team beat two teams that ended up in the playoff, but they didn't put them in the playoff. You put them in there and maybe they beat a team or two along the way. And then you have Alabama UCF in the national championship game. Alabama may end up winning. They probably would end up winning, but it would be so much more entertaining to me to follow that through. Um, And like, yeah, Dan, what you were saying with the BCS, the reason people are calling for that (laughs) is because it was technically objective. It was computer rankings, right? Right. And um, this, the committee that picks these teams, 
they're not held to any type of standard where they like they're they're supposed to explain why they put these teams in the playoff, but whether or not they make any sense, which this year they didn't make a lot of sense when they when they explained it, um, it doesn't matter. There's no like check to there. There's no check and balance there. So um, I feel like it would just be easier all around if they made conference championships the auto bid because then. Then more teams, even beyond getting in the playoff, more teams just have, and more schools and more fan bases have a vested interest in saying like, well, if I can just get to that championship game, I'm a win away. So, you know, for like Virginia last year in the ACC championship game, like they, they probably wouldn't, I mean, they didn't beat Clemson, but if they would have, they would have been in the playoff and that would have been a brand new team in there. We've seen some of these teams get upset during the regular season, so it can happen. Um, I think that would add variety. And then you have a couple extra spots where you can toss in some Boise States or UCFs or Cincinnati's that uh, might be able to upset a team or two. Yeah, it's tough uh, because with the college football playoff, I think that's actually made recruiting harder for people because when you see these same teams in there and you're, you know, top prospect, whatever, like those are the schools you want to go to. You know, you want to go to Ohio State, you want to go to Clemson, you want to Alabama, you want to go to Notre Dame, you want to go to whatever school is, you know, close to that. But like, there's really only so many schools, but like where in the NCAA tournament, I feel like it's the opposite effect where now people are like, I can just go play anywhere I want. So the talent pool is like, not everybody's just going to Duke in North Carolina. Like people are going everywhere, you know? So you kind of have, you know, you have, you know, ex five-star recruit, you know, playing in playing at USC or playing in Texas or playing wherever. And I think that gives it, I think that's like the opposite with uh, the opposite with football where you just have everybody saying, I got to go to these schools so I can be in the playoff. And it used to be, I want to go to these schools so I can play in the Rose bowl or I can, you know, go to these schools so I can go to that. Cause I miss bowl games. That's my issue with the whole college football playoff. It's like everything is playoff playoff. It's the college football playoff and nothing else matters. And like you said, with Cincinnati and Georgia, that game was good, right? But it made it seem like it was some, like it was all anybody talked about during the game was all Cincinnati deserved their shot. And it's like, no, this was just a really good bowl game. Like I miss bowl games. Like I love bowl games. And now it's like, no, we just got to watch these two games. Everything else doesn't matter. It kind of sucks. Yeah, you're right. Bowl games used to be it. And Chris, to your point, your idea, it would add so much more value to the regular season and then those conference championship games, which are often a joke. Uh, some of those teams you hear like, oh, they don't even need to win to get in. And maybe they would get those at-larges that you suggest, but still, you'd add a little bit more fuel to that fire uh, for that um, for that very reason. But I think you got to change up the system and you got to get rid of everybody that's on the committee right now and you make it all fans. Uh, you make it all fans from a- different areas of the country. Stop it. And yeah, yeah, because they're not worried about what, how much money any of these, the, the NCAA is getting from any of this. They're not worried about these bowl games. They're not worried about anything. They want the best teams in there. Their unbiased opinions shake things up a bit, get all those old schmucks out of that room. We don't care what they think. They've got dollar signs in front of them and, you know, let the brush breakdown in there. I'm cool with that. See that? <laughs> let the brush breakdown in there, but I'm not here for all fans having their choice. Like, no, I don't know. No, we just need like 12 fans. We just need like 12 and we'll pick, we'll pick this, the fans from the States based on the Thanksgiving and December, uh, treat maps. So like Indiana's out, like they're definitely out, uh, West Virginia. Oh, 
Oh no! Oh no, Didi, and like even Alabama. We worry about Alabama fans being in there. There was some weird stuff on some of those maps. So we're gonna get real uh, picky in particular and pick the best fans that way. <laughs> I like the committee though. I'm cool with the committee because I feel like the committee is gonna give you the matchup that they know is gonna. They're gonna try to give you the matchups that like uh, can generate the most buzz, and I love buzz. That's what I love, and like. Cincinnati doesn't give me that. They were going to get blown out just as bad as Notre Dame, so just put Notre Dame in there. I'm cool, you know. Like putting Texas A&M in there was kind of silly. Would be would be kind of silly after they had already been blown out by Alabama. Like I don't know. I just I look at it and I'm like, the committee's fine. Just you know, three teams, three teams. That's all we need. Three I teams. need I need my Coastal Carolina Chanticleers in. The college football playoff, eleven and zero, best best game of the year is when they beat BYU. Best college football game of the year. Do you believe they lost in their bowl game to Liberty? That's because they didn't get put in the playoff and they gave up. Oh boy, that was shocking. And it was let the baby you saw the end of that game. It was not good. <laughs> let the baby schools have their own tournament, okay? Cincinnati, yeah, Ohio State could be in that tournament. <laughs> what? Yeah. Baby schools play baby schedules, and they played baby schedule. You got to play big boy schedule to play in the big leagues. Yeah, yeah. I we got to probably talk about how hilarious it was that like the Big Ten wasn't going to play this year, right? Then everybody played, and they said, "Whoa, okay, we'll play, but we're going to play six games." And then they said, "You, but you here, here's how we'll make it real. Uh, you have to play a certain amount of games to be in the Big Ten championship game." And then they were like, "Oh." Ohio State didn't get to play that many games. Oh, okay, well, we'll change the rule. We'll put them in. It's okay. And then Ohio State had guys like test positive for COVID, and they were like, well, you have to sit out 21 days based on our rules, so a lot of these guys can't play in the Big Ten championship game. Okay, well, you know what we'll do? We'll change that rule, too, because we want them to be able to play. And then they barely beat Northwestern. Thank goodness they were able to get some of those guys in the game. And then the playoff committee said, well, well, I mean – you know, they played six games in Coastal Carolina, played 11. Cincinnati played nine. They won their conference. Okay, you know what? We'll put Ohio State in the playoff. That, that, like, I, I've never seen a team get just, like, babied along and a conference do so many things wrong. I hate that conference so much. Ugh. And I don't care that Ohio State won. They're not the better team. Clemson will beat them nine days out of ten. They will. Ohio State sucks. There. They suck. And they shouldn't have been in there in the first place. And I hope they get their roll tide asses all over them next week from Alabama. I don't like Alabama at all. There are very few teams I will root for Alabama over. Ohio State is certainly one of them, and even more so this year. Roll tide, baby. My God. (laughs) I hope it's a blowout. I hope it's a blowout. It is. I'm going to turn it on. Boom. Back to Monday Night Raw. 56 to 10. Let's go. If it's a blowout, it's if it's a blowout and Ohio State wins, I'm watching the whole game because it's going to be exciting. Because Justin Fields is going to be throwing bombs the whole time. That game was amazing. Like people kept saying, "Oh, it's two blowouts and this sucks." I'm like, "No, no, no. Notre Dame, Alabama, that sucked. It was a very slow walking <laughs> of a blowout. Like, it was absolutely terrible." Clemson, Ohio State was an entertaining football, football, entertaining football game because you actually got like some fun in there. It wasn't just like, "All right, Alabama's going to just you know." Pound the ball down Notre Dame's throat. Notre Dame's not going to be able yeah. to do anything. So, I, yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what to do, but I do know this. The small schools need their own, need their own playoff. Give them their own. Because I do think it's unfortunate that, like, Coastal Carolina goes undefeated, and then it's like, 
oh yeah, well, your season kind of sucks now. You know, I wish that they had their own tournament. They could win their own championship and they could be happy. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the the smaller schools in Division One basket and like Division Two basketball. Three, they don't have to worry about playing Duke. You win your Division Two championship, you're happy. You know, yeah. Mountain Union doesn't have to play. Uh, it doesn't have to play Alabama. They, <laughs> they, they, they dominate Division Three. Be happy down there where you are. You know, just there's no need for you to come up here with the big boys. There's just no need. Be happy you're undefeated. So the thing that sucks for them though is because like. They're going to get what, ha- what happened with UCF, where like UC- a couple teams signed up to play UCF, and then UCF started boat racing people, and then everybody backed out of their agreements with UCF, and now nobody will play them. So, like, that's the thing. Like, they're never, none of those teams have a chance because when they get too good, then the Alabamas and the Clemsons and the other teams get too afraid to play them. Well, do what you got to do whenever you have your chance. Like, you get a couple game teams on the schedule. You better be good that year. You better not suck that year. So but that's what that's what UCF did, and they didn't put them in the playoff. Playoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you think is going to win the national championship, guys? Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> For a second, I thought Dan had an Alabama shirt on. It almost, I know, it almost looks no. like that. Is that yeah? Arkansas? That's exactly why I'm wearing that. That big letter A. I hate Alabama, but I hate Ohio State way more. Roll Tide. No, but I do. I think they'll win. <laughs> I, I do think Alabama will win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think they'll win. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, going with Ohio State, guys. I, I, I was sold. After watching them just, like, destroy Clemson, I'm I'm ready for They're going to do the same thing to Mac Jones, who is not as good as Trevor Lawrence. So, because I don't think he's that good. I think everyone around him is, like, insanely good. And the fact oh, that yeah. they're even talking about giving him the Heisman is, like, I – I'm like, how do you watch any Alabama game and think that he's doing something? Like, he might be a fine person, but guys, like, he's cool, like Ken Dorsey on those Miami teams. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> like anybody could be back there playing quarterback. I'm sure his backup is like, yeah, I could I could be doing the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that. But, man. Uh, but, yeah, of course, we found no, you know, common ground on the college football playoff, but that's like everybody else. Right. That's pretty great. <laughs> Par for the course. Well, another thing going on now is the uh, NFL playoffs. Uh, my Cleveland Browns are in it, but their coach has COVID, so do a couple players. So, you know, I'm actually more optimistic than I was before because now it seems like... You're just happy to be there like everybody else? You're just happy to be there? Yeah, I mean, nobody. now we're the nobody believes in us team. We have COVID. So, like, it's like now if you're the nobody believes in us team, we got that. Didi. We're ready. This is it's going to be good. Didi, I hate to break it to you, but... We've all been the nobody believes in you, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> not, there's not been like a yeah. dramatic shift because the coach has COVID. That's we all feel that way, and we have I mean, for a long time. Oh, like Odell's you, the acting head coach. Like, come on, <laughs> how could you not root for that? Like, come on. They say it's a special team, but we know OBJ's the coach. I've never been more confident in the Steelers beating the Browns this week than after watching Mason Rudolph throw for 315 yards on the starting Browns defense. And now that I know that if Ben starts to be the garbage Ben we saw at the second half of the season, I can confidently call for Mason Rudolph and be like, yeah, he'll do better than this. The first time I could ever say that. So I'm taking advantage, striking while the iron's hot. 
We've got two quarterbacks. Let's go. Dude, dude Josh Dobbs was running for first downs. Yes. He, he hasn't even been practicing half they the season. They should have never been in that game. And that was the most exciting game of the NFL season for me. And they lost by two. <laughs> I understand that freaking Mason Ramsey was throwing lollipops to freaking Claypool the whole time. He threw it to him like 12 times. It was like, this is like uh, the just pass it to Will offense in freaking all the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, that's yeah. what it felt like. He was just like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. And, but the thing is, I don't think Ben can do that. So, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident. It'd be interesting meetings this week when they're just showing Mason Rudolph highlights to Ben about him just like doop downfield and letting Chase Clay's pull through the work. Be like, you think you can do that, Ben? Like a couple of times? That's it. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's uh, it's interesting this year with the, we're talking about adding teams to the playoff in college football. That's exactly what they did in the NFL where they added a, a seven teams, only one team in each conference gets a buy. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Now this is the worst year that that literally could have happened to any team. It really, it really could have. And I'm not saying that from a Steelers fan perspective because Buffalo deserves a, a first round buy as well. Um, but we do get a lot more games this weekend. So three on Saturday, three on Sunday. That part is uh, is rather exciting. Uh, I just hope it makes for some some entertaining football. Now that those seventh seed from both conferences have. Uh, made their way in it made for one hell of a final weekend right the nfl hadn't seen that in over 35 years where there were so many playoff spots up for grabs now it should be because they've never had that many but still um it made for an entertaining week 17 yeah and that's why this is going to be the playoff format moving forward because it was such an entertaining saturday and then what or sunday and then when i heard that they they're gonna have back-to-back triple headers saturday and sun like Mm -hmm. uh I, the first thing I thought to myself was, oh, because, yeah, they're going to do this every year now. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it's it's going to be great. I'm excited about it. Like the Browns and Colts don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I, I don't care that neither one of them deserve to be in the playoffs. But, hey, I'll be watching all three. I'll be watching all six games this weekend, just like everybody else. But one thing I won't like about the games are the announcers, guys. Uh... <laughs> I was watching a game this weekend, and I honestly thought Tony Romo was on the call, and he wasn't. Okay, so really, this is my problem. With, yeah, I thought he was on the call, but it was Boomer. I thought it was oh, him. I thought it was Tony, sake. but it was Boomer. And I honestly got the voices confused. Everything. It seems to me that announcers all sound exactly the same. I I hate them all. The only team that doesn't sound the same really is, but I thought it was Romo going into this weekend, but then it's like, wait, no, put Jim Nance with any other white old quarterback and he sounds like Tony Romo. So I I don't know, like the announcers, guys, how how do you feel about it when it comes to play-by-play and and color when it comes to these games? (laughs) Go ahead, Dan. I, I think it makes or breaks the entertainment level of the game. There are some announcers that are absolutely horrible um and as afc fans for both of us uh for all three of us teams of afc teams we get the cbs crap cruise all the time you're not playing at four o'clock with jim nance and tony romo you get the crap crew uh who always seem to have some sort of bias in their voice regardless of what team you're rooting for it's like what the hell is wrong with these guys and they're just they're just terrible they really they really really are and ESPN isn't any better. They've been trying to revamp the Monday Night Football booth for years, and it's 
not any good. Uh, they let big guys walk away. Like Mike Tirico leaves for NBC. Um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I enjoy, I don't know if that's just because I don't get to watch a lot of, we don't get to watch a lot of games on Fox, but, um, those guys have been working together a long, long time and I find them enjoyable. And I have this love hate relationship with Chris Collinsworth on NBC for their primetime Sunday night football game where I like, feel like he's a really good analyst, but he's also says some really stupid and let's be honest, inappropriate things <laughs> at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah. The, the announcers, I, they can make or break the entertainment level for me. Yeah, there are, I think overall more good play by play announcers than color commentators. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think we've gotten so far away from what used to be the purpose of a color commentator, because if, if I understand it correctly from what I learned in journalism school, like they're supposed to add color to the broadcast. They're supposed to spice it up and provide the entertainment value. But like now it's mostly former athletes like trying to, trying to prove if it's football, trying to prove how much they know about football. And like, there are only a few color commentators that actually do that part of it. Well, and you want to hear them break down the game. Like, like you said, Dan, Chris Collinsworth eh, says a lot of weird things. He's very good at like clearly breaking down the game though. And like showing you the important things that you're supposed to know from the play that just happened. But like, what is Jonathan Vilma doing as a commentator <laughs> on T like nothing. He doesn't even get the names of players, right? There are so mm -hmm. many color commentators that are just that damn bad. And it makes, it makes the game worse to listen to. Um, I agree with you. They, they, they can make or break the entertainment value of, of a, a game with, with their broadcast. But I just think like for the most part, like most crews are, are terrible. Most of them are not good at what they do. And, and a lot of the time, I think it's because of the color guy. You make a good point with the play-by-play -play stuff because play-by-play -play is very hard to do. So, like, I have this, like, very, I have this big appreciation for play-by-play -play guys because they're, because it's just hard to do. Like, I was not very good at doing play-by-play -play ever. So, like, I, yeah. So, I have this, but, but I don't know. I just wish we just had different sounding voices. People with different mm -hmm. thoughts. It's almost like, CBS hires people or Fox hires people and they have this like rule book of how you have to say these certain things. You have to talk exactly like this. I just feel like it needs to be more loose because it just doesn't, it's not fun to, I feel like the people I want to watch a game with, like that's who I want doing play by play. Like somebody I actually, I want it to feel like I'm spending four hours with these people. So like, I want to like you, but then I'm like, I can't stand you. It's like you, I'm at, I'm at like my, I'm at my coworker's house watching football and I'm not even really good friends with my coworkers. I'm watching with his friends and it's like, I hate this. And that's how I feel <laughs> when I'm watching, when I'm watching the NFL. Whereas like when you're watching, uh, well, I guess action moves too fast in the NHL. So it kind of doesn't matter. But like in the NBA, it's like, I feel like they're actually, you know, hanging out with you for mm -hmm. the most part, especially on TNT. You feel like you're like hanging out with like Jeff Van Gundy and that, but I don't know. It's NFL's got to, there's just for me anyways, I guess maybe most people don't care, but like for me, it's just got to, it's just not fun to hang with these people for three hours or four hours. Right. Yeah. 
not this past college football season, but the season before it, Pat McAfee made Thursday night football, which is normally an oversight. He made Thursday night football must watch games because of the entertainment that he provided to the broadcast. At least I thought like I tuned in just because, you know, cause I wanted to see the game. Normally there was these two random ass teams, like Tulane against God knows who, but like they made it entertaining and interesting. And like, I can remember back to when we were, I mean, far younger in, um, I think like Dennis Miller was on yeah. the Monday night uh, broadcast and I was too young to remember what that was like. Clearly he wasn't good. Cause I think he only lasted one season, but like, I, I I feel like I would rather that like bring on people that maybe aren't so damn in the weeds with that sport because I like, I I don't need, again, I don't, I don't know why I keep going to Jonathan Vilma. I like, but he did like two Steeler (laughs) games this year and he was awful, but like, I don't need you to try to stumble your way through explaining like a blocking scheme to me. Cause I'm watching that. Like, give me something different. And and I, I think that would maybe help to just pull back on like the hyper focus. Yeah. You need somebody to break it up. Like it's, I, yeah. Did you guys listen? Do you ever, do you guys watch a game with a keep to leave this year? He did two games. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's what I'm talking about right there. Oh that's some different stuff. <laughs> I loved every second of it. Yeah. I loved every second of it. Cause it was just, it, because it was different. I'm pretty sure the first game it was Detroit and somebody and it, it, Game ended up in a field goal to win it, so it was really close. I'm pretty sure he didn't do any like I don't. He didn't do any prep for that one. Second one, he was a lot. He was a lot more prepped for it. But mm-hmm. the thing was, it was just somebody who hadn't done it before and didn't want to sound like everybody who's done it before. Right. You know what I mean? And at, that's and I feel like just need I need more of that somehow in these games. For sure. Well, it seems like what this weekend you're going to get the opportunity to watch. A number of these games on different platforms and uh, different ways. Is that right, Didi? Oh yeah, like the DJ Khaled broadcast on Freeform. Oh I was yeah, like, I was like Freeform has a broadcast, and then I find out that it's DJ Khaled's watch party. So he's gonna perform like various times during the game. The game will be on, but like it's gonna be like the third thing you're watching. And I guess celebrities are popping in. It's kind of what they did for all the like the bowl games. Um, for the college football, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but like because they're doing for the NFL this year, but um, they'll have the coaches' room and all those kind of things. And I and I like that it does shake it up a little bit. You know, you do kind of get those different perspectives. Like I personally hate the coaches' room because I hate coaches, but <laughs> it's a different way to watch the game. You know, like it's cool to watch the it's cool to watch them for a second because they'll point something out that like be way before it even happens, and then you're like, oh, okay, that's why you do what you do. You're boring, but that's what you do, why you do what you do. But yeah, and then Nickelodeon's got a broadcast this year too on I think Sunday, either Saturday or Sunday, they've got their broadcast. So it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a lot of different ways to watch. It's fascinating. The one on Freeform sounds like it's gonna be a lot like watching the game with the brunch breakdown because you have Maria Taylor and, and Jesse Palmer on that are gonna be like, I guess, there throughout the game. Like you mentioned, Didi, interviewing celebrities, talking about things in the game and then like pop culture. I'm like, what the hell? This is the brunch breakdown while watching a football game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I so I definitely got to tune uh, into that one. And then, yeah, the uh, the Nickelodeon one as well is going to be kind of fascinating to see uh, what they do there and how they uh, do all this. Yeah, we had the uh, 
the, the call going back to the college football playoff, they had all those things where all the different angles for those games. And I turned on the sky cam, uh, channel at one point of the Alabama game. Um, and <laughs> I was explaining it to my fiance, Shannon, how like, there's all these different channels. It's all the same game, all different view. We turn on the sky cam. There's no announcers. It's a beautiful game. <laughs> That's my like, favorite. Yeah. I was like, this is great. There's no announcers. It's moving the whole time. And she's yeah. like, why are we watching this? <laughs> what she this is great. It feels like we're there. Yeah. When the oh. announcers are that bad, though, Skycam is refreshing. Oh, it is refreshing. It, it certainly is. So a number of ways to watch the games this weekend will be fascinating for sure. Yeah. I forget what game it was during the season where you told us all, where you like hit up the brunch breakdown uh, group message. You were like, listen, you guys got to turn this on right now. And I turned it on and my wife was like, you, you have to turn this off because I'm getting sick. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved every second of it. I was like, this is incredible. I felt like I was on the kickoff. Like, that's the thing, the way the Skycam camera is that it's like, you feel like you're actually there. You feel like you're in the football game, which is, you know, I Maybe. think it's really cool. I don't know if I could watch that for a few hours the whole time, but right. like, it's pretty <laughs> great only, to watch. The only talking is the stadium announcer. Like you're you're at the game yeah. in that angle. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, boys, uh, let's get into uh, some more fun sports topics here. Uh, the NHL—they are now a walking billboard. The whole league is a billboard. Uh, do you guys are do you guys feel as strongly about this as my entire timeline on Facebook and Twitter feel? Because they are people are angry, calling it gross, calling it like embarrassing. Like how do how do you guys feel about the NHL putting ads everywhere, helmets all over the place? I I certainly don't love it. Uh, I've never liked the idea of ads being on uniforms when the NBA started doing that a couple of years ago, and now the NHL is going all out. Like you said, there are big ads on helmets. <laughs> Not a whole well, nothing really subtle there. And now each of the four new divisions for this year only, uh, for the COVID year of the NHL, all has a sponsor name as well. Uh, and when I first saw it, uh, we're sharing it here now. If you're watching along with us, the uh, Honda West Division. The Scotia North Division, of course, because that's Canada. Uh, the Discover Central Division and the my favorite Mass Mutual East Division. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the idea of it sickens me. Um, <laughs> as somebody, as somebody that has worked in sports advertising and was in the heart of this, to this extent, this kind of sickens me how far it's gone. However. I have a complete understanding of why this is going on right now. And for the betterment of the league, if you're a hockey fan specifically, you have to be okay with this because it's the only way the league is going to be able to generate any revenue and that the salary cap can go up and these teams can get better and hockey doesn't continue to plummet down the list of the four major sports. So for that reason alone, I'm in favor of it for this year. I think it looks crazy. It looks ridiculous. It's going to look like European sports here in a second where they are just walking billboards everywhere. you got billboards all over the ice, all over the court. It's going to be on the fronts, the back of jerseys, whatever. It's going to be tattooed on your forehead. Sometimes it gets to be a little bit too much, and uh, but I have to put kind of that asterisk there again this year, understanding this is solely to generate lost revenue, not, hey, let's find a way to make more money because we could all use it. So 
I'm I'm okay with it this time around. I I don't think they're turning back though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my fear. That's my fear is it's oh this worked. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it, and then next year we can get people back in the seats, and we'll just make that much more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a look at some of the helmet ads. Like, uh, what is this? Calgary has a Scotia Bank label. Um, Ford and Baptist Health are on oh boy. the Florida Panthers. That's a bad one. Rogers for the Oilers. Uh, mm. UWM. I don't United wholesale mortgage for oh, the no. Detroit Red Wings. Is that what that is? Yeah. How cheap were these things? We could have sponsored a team for crying out loud. Bunch of breakdown <laughs> rolling around with that on the, their helmets. Nationwide and Ohio Health for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, oh. Bell for the Montreal Canadiens. And here's the one that hits home for us. A just gigantic PPG sticker is going to be on the Penguins helmet. Now, the good thing about PPG is you could say it stands for power play goals. If the power play is good this year, if it's bad, then it's just going to be insult to injury. But yeah. Wow. I hadn't seen the Penguins helmet. I had seen like just random ones that were going through my feed today. But man, yeah, PPG just real big there. When I uh, first saw it, I thought, oh, that's a practice helmet, and they're just doing that for practice. And I'm like, oh, no, wait, they use the same helmet. That's that's it. That's going to be on there. Good thing it's not a clashing color, right? Yeah, good, really good thing. That good thing they tied it in with the black and gold. With the black and gold, that bright blue just plastered on this both sides of that helmet. That, that works out well. Yeah. Well, this I, this has to be wor- the worst, though. Oh, what man. That that's United bad. Wholesale Mortgage. Are we sure that's not like in memory of somebody who died in Detroit? Are we that's sure? Like that's like University that? of Wisconsin. That's University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee hockey team. Dude, that's what that's I thought what it is. was. I thought it was University of Wisconsin, Madison, because it's their colors. And it's, but this says United Wholesale Mortgage. Are we sure like a famous Detroit Red Wings player isn't named like Ulysses W, uh, I don't know, something? There's like the old like. <laughs> Oh but boy, those are those sure? look like helmets from the eighties or the seventies or something from international play. They like, don't that's have like a Soviet logo. helmet right there. That's that's a Soviet helmet. There should be a rule that like if you're going to advertise on jerseys or helmets or wherever they put you, you need a logo. Yeah. That's not a logo. <laughs> yeah, those, those are, are letters. Letters. That's yeah. not a logo. Like uh, man. I got to know how much this was. I have to know. Got to know. We got to get in on it. If whatever the hell that is, was able to capture it for the Red Wings, an extremely popular team in the NHL, not necessarily a good one, but at this time, but boy, oh boy, if we're going to continue to roll with this, uh, we'll jump on that next year. Maybe. I mean, our logo shout out to steel city, Dan, it looks much better than all of those. Yeah. Thank you. It deserves to be on a helmet. What team would be the official team of the brunch breakdown? Would it be Vegas? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it would have to be. Look at Dan's face. Yeah, it would be. Oh, Oh, yeah. I will change the colors of our logo to fit in with Vegas's colors for sure. So it's not so such a big contrast. I'd do it for that for sure. All right. Well, this week we'll mock up some new logos and pitch it to the Vegas Golden Knights. That's right. Hey, we got we got close connections there, right? Didn't we all used to work there at one point? 
Uh, you will remember that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man. Well, okay. One last thing on this, I gotta ask you guys: Is are we overreacting with this a little bit? Because the most popular sport in the world, like, doesn't have their name. Their name's really small on the jerseys. Usually, like a patch, like up in the corner in soccer, and huge is Samsung, or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, I'm thinking of the the, the LAFC team. It's it's like Bank of LA is huge right here. Like, and then it, you know, you don't even know what it is. It's just Bank of LA. So, like, are we overreacting? I think a little bit. I, I don't want it to get that bad. That's, I guess, my ultimate fear is that it becomes like soccer because I think soccer kits are a joke because of that. I, I totally get it. I totally understand it. But I think they're tacky because of the way that they're uh, utilized for ads and sponsors and things like that. I just don't want to get that far. But I think there is an overreaction. And again, what I was alluding to earlier with people needing to understand the revenue stream and how necessary that is this year. Uh, if they would have done this last year, I'd probably be just as upset as everybody that they're throwing it all out at once. Like, are you kidding me? This is ugly. Uh, but trying to understand that, Hey, this is for the, actually the betterment of the game, uh, that we all need that the salary cap needs to go up so you can resign your favorite players. So I'm telling myself that to, to try to not overreact, but I think some people are. People are overreacting because of this photo right here. Are you guys seeing my screen? Yes. Yes. Because European hockey teams are walking billboards, skating billboards. Right. We don't want that. This is what people are afraid of. Like every square inch of this guy's uniform has a different ad on it. It's basically like a NASCAR car on a human That's what people are afraid of. And I think that's why people are reacting so strongly to it. I don't think it's that big of a deal to be quite honest with you. Um, I've, it was a matter of time until they did it. I hope they keep it clean and, you know, pump the brakes in terms of how far we go, because just like we talked about earlier, that it's, they're not going to come back. They're not going to go backwards. And like no successful organization says, let's earn less money than we did last year. Like they're, so they're not going to go backwards. They're going to keep doing what they're doing now. Just hope that it doesn't get too crazy. It's more exclusive when there are fewer of them and you're going to get more bang for your buck than if you're selling 16 ads on a Jersey, you're not going to make, you're not going to make any more money than you were with one that can still be done cleanly, subtly. Let's yeah, let's keep that up. Yeah, and I mean, this obviously wasn't open to a lot of people because it, but it, if they are going to do this moving forward, like it's going to be FanDuel, it's going to be oh, all yeah. of like those big things cuz these are all at least brands people know. You know what I mean? Like it's when the divisions, you know, it's like, you know, it's it's Discover, it's Scotia, it's like you know all Mass Mutual, like you know all these brands, but like soon it could get it could get ugly, but I don't know cuz the NBA is starting to get that way too. It's like cuz who Bumble is on an yeah, NBA Bumble. jersey? That's <laughs> Bumble is on the Clippers jerseys. Yeah. So it's like, eh, you know. Do NBA teams have, do they rotate the ads on the jersey? So like there'll be an ad for one game and then there'll be an ad for a different game? Or is it always just one team has this ad on their jersey? There's the official jersey sponsor. Okay. So it's like just that jersey because Wish is for the Lakers and it's like Wish in, I forget what that even is, but yeah. Got it. It's good God. 
All right, one last thing uh, before we get to what we're listening to. The NCAA tournament um, is going to have the whole thing in Indiana. And I don't know about you guys, but I think you're going to find out how much teams really love basketball because I got to tell you, there's going to be a lot of upsets that first weekend. First game, teams might be trying to win, but then they're going to think to themselves, do I want to stay in Indiana, not be able to do anything? Because we're still going to be, you know, pandemic still going to be here in when we do March Madness. You're going to have to wonder, do I want to stay in Indiana for another week? I don't think the I don't think the infamous deviled eggs of Indiana is going to keep any team around. Uh, that's for sure. So you're right. We may see some Philadelphia Eagles type of <laughs> uh, movement from some of these teams really understanding we are going to be in this state for a long time if we keep this up. And in the end, people really aren't going to remember it probably <laughs> anyways. It'll just be one of those little footnotes about this tournament. I, I, I don't know. It's It's going to be, I get it. And I hope it works. That's the thing I think I hope for the most. It's just I hope it works. And there's not these COVID outbreaks and this whole tournament gets blown up uh, again. Um, so I just, I, I hope it works. But I I do feel for for some of those teams that are going to be stuck in Indiana for an awfully long time. Yeah. I, why is Indiana so frequently like the epicenter for sport? It's the most boring state I can think of almost. Um, but like the combine is there and now March Madness is going to be there and there's big bowl games that get played there. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, but, um, yeah, man, this is a lot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's one thing to take, I don't know how was it like 20 some teams for the NBA and bubble them in Florida when they're professional athletes getting paid money. And, um, it is a whole different thing to have 68 teams uh, full of amateur athletes that are also going to be uh, studying and taking tests and have homework due and whatnot. And then they're just going to be bubbled in Indiana for as long as they keep winning basketball games. It's interesting. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. It just does. <laughs> like, it makes me uncomfortable. Just uh, uh, unpaid, you know, and you're and you have to just stay in one place. It's bad enough with the you know having these seasons go and you know but bubbling kids who aren't you know it's one thing if you're going to bubble them in regions but you're just going to put them in one state and just say cool like that's what we're all going to do like uh, i just i don't feel i just don't feel good about that because i'm like the coaches are getting paid you know in the millions and the players are unpaid doing this so like yeah all the coaches are going to be let's go we're going to do this the players are like I'd rather be home. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a lot of uh, college football teams, like they voted as a team to not play in a bowl game. Do you guys think that that could happen with the NCAA tournament where some key teams could just like, cause who knows what this season is going to be like, but you know how the toll it may take on these kids by the time we get to March. Like, do you think they could potentially, we could potentially see that where teams are just like, man, it's been, it's already been too much. I could see it happening. I think you're already starting to see it happen with the transfers from these schools. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people are just like, you know, they just wanted to get home to their family and stuff. And I'm like, there's, you know, I think you're spending a lot more time on campus. And that's not the way that like the college experience they're not getting, you know, you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be on the basketball team and then, you know, playing to fans, you know, you know, being the man on campus and all that good stuff, you know, but like now you're just playing 
for what? You know, it, it's a, it's a weird thing. We've got a long time to go. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw like some teams not play in like the the Big Ten tournament or something and say, yeah, we're just done. Mm-hmm. Like there might be, you know, I think if you have a team full of seniors or something, you know, I think they would probably be, you know, more of it. But I, I think you got a bunch of young guys who are just like, yeah, hey, I'm, you know, we barely made the tournament. I'm, I'm good and I'm not going. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how the season unfolds, how many games get canceled and postponed and rescheduled. That just gets so much more convoluted, I feel like. And then you got the conference tournaments uh, all over the place. So like I said, I hope it happens. I hope it works. I just don't know how great a basketball it'll be in the end, but I guess it'll still be good to have something to watch in March. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Oh, man. All right. Well, guys, let's get into what we're listening to because we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. So I'm really excited to hear what you guys uh, have been listening to. Chris, what have you been listening to, man? So I've been excited about this one for a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I'm excited to put it on the playlist. Goldfinger came out with a new album. Uh, if you're not familiar with Goldfinger, They've been around for a really, really, really long time, and they've been producing really, really, really good music for that really, really, really long time. Uh, They are kind of like a hybrid pop punk ska band. Like They have a lot of popular songs that have uh, a horn section in them, but they're not... They, they don't aren't featured in every single song. Um, Goldfinger's new album is called Never Look Back, and there's probably three or four songs that have horns in the songs, but um, it was just like one of the albums I needed at the end of the year to hear from a damn good band that I've loved for years and years. So I'd really recommend listening to the entire album. If uh, you don't have time for that, I'm going to put the song nothing to me on the playlist this week. Um, It has been my favorite to work out to over these last couple of weeks. And then I'll also put one of their classics. I'll put Superman on the playlist as well. Uh, So Goldfinger is my first pick. Nice. Dan, what are you listening to? What I'm listening to this week, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, one of the winners of a brunchy, uh, where Chris's awards last week, Justin Bieber put out a jam, uh, this past week called anyone. And the first time I heard it, the first thing I thought of Didi was this is another great first dance potential first dance song. Um, (laughs) it's, it really focuses on his vocals, which you don't get a lot of honestly anymore. Um, and it's just got a simple melody underneath. He shows great range in it, kind of that old school uh, type of stuff from the Beebs that we all uh, grew up loving. Uh, but it's got me excited for more and more Justin Bieber in 2021. Really didn't know if I'd ever be saying that, but uh, yeah, anyone from Justin Bieber was a great way to start the year and potentially it could be a first dance song. It's a contender. Nice. He's on, I don't know. I don't know what team he's working with right now, but they are in a zone like holy lonely. And now this song, anyone is just, I don't know. He's putting out some of the best music he's ever put out right now. Yeah. And videos are, and the videos are great too. So yeah. Um, I had that song on my, on, on what I'm listening to, but you know what? I thought so. Taking it off uh, (laughs) for a song by uh, Lose the Child and Earth Gang. They got a song called Big Love, which I absolutely love. I have big love for this song. (laughs) Um, I really like Earth Gang. If you don't know about Earth Gang, Earth Gang, they are a, um, if you really like hip hop and you like just rapidly rap hip hop, 
Earth Gang is who you want to listen to. It's cool hearing them on a track like this because there's not they're not going to be on many tracks like this. Um, so big shouts, Louis the Child and Earth Gang. Uh, big love. It's just a really great song, great message. And um, but yeah, check out Earth Gang too. I'll put an Earth Gang song on the playlist also. But big love, love that song. All right, uh, my second is it's a song I've wanted to put on the playlist for. I don't know, a really long time. Uh, and I don't really know how to pronounce the band's name. Uh, so maybe you guys can help me out. V-E-A-R-A. V-E-A-R-A. V- Vera? Vera? Mm. Let's go with Vera. Vera. Let's go with it. All right. Well, <laughs> no, it's probably yeah. like Bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a band that I like, and that's probably how it's pronounced. <laughs> They uh, <laughs> they have a song called The Well. It it fits in with Nothing to Me from Goldfinger, which I've also put on the playlist that is just um, packed with energy. It hits real hard, and I enjoy it quite a bit. So I'm going to put it on the playlist as well. Cool. Very cool. That's nice. Or look into that one. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> uh next song that i'm gonna put on is speaking of bear uh by black bear and uh which featuring wiz khalifa they came out with a song uh I, right after christmas uh between christmas and new year's called cheers and i wish i would have put it on our new year's eve playlist i wish i would have had time to do so because it was an amazing new year's eve song uh to listen to especially on a night like that um it, it was it just, it's kind of toasting, you know, there's a line in there about toasting to the pain and things like that, <laughs> making the best out of all the worst stuff. Uh, but it's got this great catchy electro vibe in it and uh great chorus and great verse from uh, Wiz Khalifa in there as well. So a uh, black bear featuring Wiz Khalifa cheers is one to cheers the new year too, for sure. Nice. Uh, AJR, one of my favorite live bands in the world, uh, put out a new song and then we got an album coming out in March. Uh, the song's called My Play. I am, love the song. I, AJR, AJR over the last like probably three or four years when they changed their sound up, really can't do anything wrong for me. So AJR and My Play just adds to another great song. I know Dan put Bummerland on the playlist. I want to mm-hmm. say it was in the summer um sometime during it's every month and day kind of runs yeah. into each other but at some point you put Bummerland on that song's amazing and you know ajr my play love it great song great pick uh my last one is uh my retro replacement we're going back to that i felt weird doing that when we were doing now yeah <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really unique while we were doing now but uh this one is in the spirit of in a normal year, how you might be feeling in the day or days after New Year's. And it's going to be Blame It by Jamie Foxx. Ooh, a little T-Pain in there. Because uh, it just feels right. And, and it makes when I listen to that song, it makes me feel like it's not a pandemic. And like it makes me feel like, oh, yeah, we went out for New Year's like we always do. And somebody made a stupid decision, you know? So that's going to go on the playlist this week. And that's why January should not be dryuary because we continue <laughs> to blame it on alcohol. Yeah. To blame yeah. it on the the great alcohol. Uh, uh, uh. Beautiful. <laughs> and I mean, your your hair house is like the Disney Plus house. Have you guys watched Soul? We have not yet, but it's, on, yet. Our it's on our list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Soul, super good. Super good with Jamie Foxx. So I'll check that out. 
Uh, last one I'm going to put on is a fun spelling band, uh, which is a Chris Gates special. He, he loves when I do this. Uh, this band is called The Wildlife. Uh, and it's... But the wait. Spe- oh, but there's but more. Wait. Um, it's in all caps. The is spelled normally. The. Uh, but, but the uh, wildlife is spelled W-L-D-L-F-E. So there's no eyes. Takes out the eyes. What's with... Why do these bands hate vowels? I don't understand it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, the Wildlife, they're a uh, alt-pop band out of Indianapolis. Um, I wouldn't say just getting started, but kind of just uh, making uh, some rounds and making some some noise in that crowd. Uh, the song I'm going to put on the playlist this week uh, was off of the album that was released in 2020 called How to Move On. Um, and it's got amazing group great group vocals which i am a sucker for and uh there's a really good electro pop beat that goes uh, along with it you know they've been said to have a kind of a similar vibe to the 1975 so if you're kind of in that a little bit more of like the upbeat stuff from the 1975 in particular this song you might get that kind of vibe uh but how to move on from the wildlife excited to hear from more from those guys Nice. And uh, my last one is uh, this song just on, came up on the new music playlist uh, on Spotify, I believe. I was I was running through and uh, it was a rapper named Red Veil, a song called How to Find Hope. And the song's great. It made me go listen to everything else that he's done. So I am kind of obsessed with this person right now. So uh, Red Veil, How to Find Hope. The production's amazing. I just really like everything about this kid so yeah that's what i'm listening to i love it nice boys that is what we're listening to and this has been fun we might have to do sports brunch like once a month or something get all those get all those thoughts out there's a lot going on in that sports world right now there's this is we're finally starting to see some more sports crossover uh it's that's a lot it's heavy yeah i tell you what i was thinking this week how like when we did uh it wasn't overrated underrated it was like uh buy low sell high or something what was that thing we did was that what it was yeah 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 we did it for like pretending like they're stocks or something like that yeah um and i said that like buy in on the sports now because you're gonna run out of it and then the nba and the nhl started up way quicker than i thought they would and now there's just a million sports again it's great we are (laughs) yeah it's wild i didn't know when the because the nhl starts what in like a week Right. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. Tomorrow. NHL starts in the week. The NBA is already going, and there's been a bunch of weird results. It's gonna be weird. Everything's weird. Like you're got you've you've got teams like you know winning one night and then losing by sixty the next night, literally sixty points the next night. <laughs> it's it's very we're bubbling them in, in cities. So like if you play in LA, you have to, you're like playing the Clippers, then you're playing the Lakers, and then like you might play the Clippers again like mm-hmm. the third night. It's weird AAU scheduling going on. I don't know. It's all fun. I'm loving it. I love well, it. guys, this has been fun. Uh, we will talk again soon, and we'll talk to you guys all again soon for more of the Brunch Breakdown podcast. Peace.